Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Ben Griffin Podcast. Today, I got my guest, Isaiah. Yep. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. How you doing, bud? Pretty good. Pretty good. All right. Pitter patter. (laughs) Let's get at her. (laughs) And I got Hope joining me today. Hi. Very excited to have you. Thanks for stopping by. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Very considerate of you guys to stop by. Today, we're doing a little different format. Um, just to kind of give everyone a heads up, this is a free-flowing format, so it's a little more discussion-based. Hence why I wanted you guys to come on and help me with the intro. We're going to try some new stuff today. We're talking about some ghost stories after Halloween. I know it's not exactly the timing is a little afterward, but still, I want to hit it. I thought it'd be fun to talk about again, especially because we share so many of these conversations at the lunch table. So we'll try that out. We're also going to talk a little bit about Isaiah's farm stories, which <laughs> I'm really excited about. <laughs> Because I don't think I've laughed nor cried harder than when you bring out these stories. And I know there's going to be more because I want you to explain some stuff to me. And then finally, Hope, I want to get your opinion on a dog. What was the name again? Bentley. The working... Cocker. (laughs) The working Cocker Spaniel. Mm. Who apparently is making waves in Ireland right now. So we'll get to that too. But I'm just happy you guys are here to join me. We're going to have a little bit of a rougher podcast, so stay with me. But I'm really excited to try this new thing with you guys. I'm so happy you're here with me. But thank you to all of you who are listening to this right now. Thanks for tuning in. I appreciate yours and enjoy the podcast. Isaiah, welcome back. Well, thank you, sir. Hope, welcome first timer. Thank you. We won't scare you that much right away. <laughs> I will say this, though. Isaiah walks into the room, and the first thing he recognizes is the Dick of the Month trophy. And I think it's, that unsettled you quite a bit. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> it's my favorite trophy. <laughs> it's badass. You can't not like it. It looks like Stone Cold Steve Austin. I never thought of that until you said that. That was the first thing I noticed. <laughs> yeah. But for um, listeners, I have a trophy because I'm an RA. I RA a bunch of hockey players. Great guys. But in order to kind of keep like um, everybody honest and know that everyone's kind of on top of each other and we're watching as creepy as that sounds. But to keep everyone polite, we have a Dick of the Month award that goes out every month to somebody who's playing like their music too loud or um, just causing a ruckus on the floor that can't isn't write up worthy but at the same time is just kind of inconsiderate of others and it's been kind of funny to see how people react (laughs) (laughs) who knows we may extend it to the group oh man that'd That'd be be great you think so i would love that i feel like people would get so competitive because we turn negatives into positives here yeah oh yeah we do amongst us but i guess the quick introduction i can do of you two is isaiah's already been on Mm -hmm. hope is our friend from the lunch table. We always meet together Monday, Wednesday, Friday, so I kind of keep up with you regularly. And the reason this podcast was started, because you brought up the idea of ghost stories around Halloween, and I know Halloween's a little bit past, but it's never too late for a good story. I love this kind of stuff because there's no explanation to it. But first, have you guys ever had, like, do you have favorite stories that you want to jump off right away, or do you do you have any thoughts or opinions? Uh I don't know. I'm my favorite. I'm a little biased. My favorite is probably the one that happened to me. But, um, yeah, I do have a couple. Okay. Yeah. Well, first, 
I feel like I need to have Hope tell me a little <laughs> bit about herself because I feel like you're you're new to this. Might as well tell the listeners who you are. Okay. What's your major? What are you hoping to do with it? Um. Well, my major is psychology, and I'm currently hoping to go into speech pathology with that, but we'll see. I mean, I still have two years. Yeah. No idea what's going to happen in the two years, so... What is that? I can't. Um, I don't even want to attempt yeah. to re- say what you just um, said. Speech pathology is pretty much working with people who like maybe um, had like a traumatic brain injury where they can't talk well anymore, okay. and so I'd like work with them and like do therapy with them to like talk again, that kind of stuff. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. I had no idea that was a thing. Yeah, it's really interesting. It'd be fun. Have you? Quick question. Have you ever heard of the foreign accent syndrome? Where no. people get conked in the head so hard they wake up with a different <gasps> yes, accent? Yes. I have. Uh-huh. I, oh, I binge those videos. <laughs> <laughs> More than I need to. Yeah. Like, is that, is that through psychology or is that something else? Or what, what's going on there? I honestly have no idea. <sighs> I've only heard of it through like Grey's Anatomy or some hospital show. Oh, God. Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> yeah. Isaiah is shaking his head at Cringe. me. Cringe. Cringe. Yeah. I love Grey's. Yeah, did I ever tell you I met um, one of the cast members there? Who? Who um, did you meet? I think his name's George. <laughs> no. Yeah, I, I met love him. George. Yeah, I was in a play. I was backstage, and his nephew, was, or nephew or niece, nephew I think, was one of the characters in the play. So I was backstage, waiting for my time to go on, and he wandered back there, and he, I was one. Of, it was Wizard of Oz. Oh, I was gotcha. scarecrow. So he's like, he just came over. He shook my hand. I had no idea who he was until later on Instagram. One of my friends posted a picture with him. And I was like, do you know who this guy is? And I showed my sister. And she was like, oh, yeah, that's George, it's George O'Malley. Yeah, George O'Malley. Yeah. Yeah. I met him once. Oh, and then he that's did crazy. He did a bunch of work at the Guthrie. Yeah. So oh, that was kind of insane. Yeah. I love him. <laughs> Spoiler alert, but isn't he the guy that died? Don't they all die? No, yeah, he got hit by a bus. It was really, really sad. I oh, cried. Yeah. I cried yeah, a I lot. <laughs> when my sister's mad at me, she'll spring that up. She's like, well, you know what? George got hit by a bus. I'm like, thank you for that. <laughs> yeah. Grey's Anatomy has like the weirdest deaths in it, too. There's like, a, I think there's a plane crash. It's yeah. a show about doctors. There's a plane crash. There's yeah. a plane crash, yeah. There's like every possible, like loophole the writers found to kill off somebody they did Mm -hmm. and usually it was like right at the end of contracts yeah (laughs) yeah pretty much so funny to me it's a sad show though yeah well i've only seen a couple episodes of it i like vicariously listened to it through my sister yeah who was so into it forever Mm -hmm. and the funny thing is my sister god love her but she doesn't do any... We grew up on a farm, so she doesn't do any of like the farm stuff, like yeah. butchering chickens. She can watch that show all day. I cannot because of the surgery scenes. I can't do the surgeries in that. Like okay. the the fake blood and the... Or, I don't know. That's I don't, understandable. It is kind of gross at times. I get yeah. how you can become like dulled to it, but... A little bit. Yeah. Well, you you probably... I'm looking at Isaiah. <laughs> I'm just like you. <laughs> you, <laughs> you over there. You probably are dulled to organs too because you grew up on a farm not like not like the human stuff not like, the human like stuff in, either gray's anatomy like if it's like, if it's human surgery or like human broken bones bleh, <laughs> that's, 
<laughs> broken no. bones. Yeah, when they redo That's broken bones, those are nasty. Up. That is really <laughs> fucked up. Oh, God. Oh. No, but I've been watching this show lately. I think I told you both called Travels with My Father. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jack yep. Whitehall. Yep. Oh, my God. I, I've never laughed harder at a TV show <laughs> in my entire life. I can't wait for you guys to see it and come on and review it with me because I don't know. They were, <laughs> I don't even know how this goes in. It was just like TV shows. I just watched it before you guys came. So I'm still like thinking over some of the stuff that happened. So Where I won't it? say anything. Where is it on? It's on Netflix. I want to start watching that. I you should. will You oh, yeah. will laugh mm. so hard. I cried. <laughs> I was dying so hard. And you know how I am when I get laughing. I don't, like, stop Yeah. at the lunch table. It was like that, but multiplied. It was just yes. so funny all the way through. So I hope you guys watch it. It was pretty good. But speaking of TV shows and stories, did you guys... We're just passing Halloween. Mm-hmm. One of the big things that's been happening, I know me and Hope have been studying this, is the reaction of ghost stories on people mm-hmm. and how how much that draws people together and how strange that is. And it seems like a weird jump point because it is. But I just really thought it was kind of fun to talk to you guys about some of the stories that you brought up. Um, You were bringing up some of the haunted places around this location. Hope had some good stories. I've got stories. I don't know if they're any good. (laughs) But I thought we'd just kind of start and just see where we get because it was really fascinating to me to talk about this stuff and especially how weird things can just be with people and how they have these strange situations. And I love that both of you are psych majors too, because yeah. now I'm really going to feel weird when you're like, maybe they were just hallucinating like, <laughs> or maybe not, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but no, um, I, I just said we'd get the ball rolling. Hope, do you want to take center stage right away? Yeah, sure. Um, I think I'll probably start with my personal ghost story. Please. Just Cause that's this my was favorite. So cool. I, just, I feel bad. I usually tell you to save it for the podcast, but I didn't want to be an ass and yell yeah. at you at the table. Yeah. Save it no. for the podcast. I was like, I don't know. I'm like not a believer in ghosts or like to try not to be because I feel like once you believe in it, it's real. Yeah. And you'll like see it if it's real. But um, yeah, this happened to me like a long time ago. Like I was like 10 or 11 and me and my younger sister used to share a room and we had bunk beds. And she was at the age where she didn't really sleep in there every night. And um, it was like one night. It was super late and I was tired and I was trying to go to bed. And I heard someone whisper my name. And I was like, what the heck, Faith? Be quiet. Shut up. I'm trying to go to bed. What are you doing? And so I just like told her like, hey, be quiet. I'm trying to sleep. And I heard my name again. And so I like whip out of my bed, right? And I'm on the top bunk. I swing my head over and I say, what do you want? And she's not laying in her bed. And I'm like, this Uh. is not good. (laughs) And so I was like, I swear I heard my name. Like, I can still hear it. And so I run out of my room into my parents' room. And sure enough, there's my sister on the floor. And I'm like, someone was just trying to talk to me. And it was not my sister. These are like the reasons I love these stories is because you're like, you want to just be like, oh, fiction or imagination or yeah. something like that. And you're just like, but there's something just off about just sitting in your room. Do you have like anything in your house or anything like that that you're like suspected of? Or? Not a, not at all. Nope. It's so weird. Is it an old house? No, we built it. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. 
That's really weird, actually. It's so creepy. Those good old Indian burial grounds. They'll get you. <laughs> okay, but we do have... We have this old chest that came on a ship with my ancestors. And so I'm wondering... Probably, it has like a creepy painting one. of some lady on the inside. And it scares the crap out of me. Was the voice that said your name, was it like a female's voice? Yeah. Because that's why I that's thought it was my sister. That's, you and I should start a ghost hunting Dude. show. Dude, that was my shit when I was growing up. Hell Did you yeah. watch those growing oh, up? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. It's so good. We'd be so good at it, too. We would be really good at it. Here, pull that thing up on you a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. This is when I wish I had live stream. This is when... <laughs> It is weird before you guys came because we were in a communication class together and we mm-hmm. talked about the impact of stories on other people, especially ghost stories, which was what I thought was so fitting about having this now. And I followed up. I was like, well, that's kind of interesting, you know, how people react to that in a certain way. And I went down the rabbit hole and, you know, you point at me and you're like, that's the thing. That's the chest that you can probably say is the yeah. cause of the haunting. That's so common like to a lot of people's stories is that there's a, a object or a place of such emotional connection that even when somebody passes, there's almost like there's an energy around that. And it's so strange to even think of, cause I'm usually a scientific person. Mm-hmm. Like I don't necessarily believe in ghosts, but at the same time, there's just some stories that you're just like, what the hell is going on here? But it is odd how much it's an object and how much it's a random object, like a chest or a plate or a table it can be something so goofy as just a life uh altering event happened around this room or this chest so that's kind of creepy when you think about it just like oh yeah there's like this german chest with this old woman inside of it (laughs) and now aunt helga is coming back to haunt me in the middle of the night just calling you know Mm -hmm. faith but i can't remember did you have a second one too yeah it actually happened to my brother um it was like, you, you don't say anything about my brother. I swear, I say, I, I see the look in your eyes. No words about my brother. Oh. He is uh, he is so nice. Okay. He is yeah. such a nice guy. All right. Well, anywho, when my brother. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, that one. Oh, my God. I'm. Don't do that. <laughs> 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 oh my god that was too good I i'm sorry you. isaiah was just like looking straight at me <laughs> it's hard not to break the eye contact but sorry continue you're home. good you're good okay oh. yeah anywho when my brother was like really little like three or four i want to say um my parents took him to a cemetery for like veterans day or something like that i don't know they were visiting my mom's relatives graves and my brother was running around as three or four year olds do and my mom kind of like looks over at him and she's like cole what are you doing and he goes i'm playing with the little girl and she's like okay what the heck like whatever and so she like walks towards him and he's playing by this grave and she looks at the grave and it's a grave of like a little girl and my brother was at the point where he cannot read at all and he was just like standing on this grave playing with the little girl. Ugh. Yeah. No yeah. thanks. I would have left. I, I yeah. 
pick that kid up like the Lion King and march down the mm-hmm. road. <laughs> and my mom is like a firm believer in like, they're not ghosts, they're spirits, you know? Oh. So like, she was definitely afraid at that point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is your mom like, there's angel stories in your family? Definitely. Because that's yeah. one that's in my family a lot of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I have a birthmark or I, I don't anymore because I grew up. But when I was little, <laughs> when I was little, I had a heart shaped birthmark on my knee. Okay. And my mom used to tell me, oh, that's your angel kiss. I saw an angel kiss you when you were a baby. I'm like, okay, that's kind of <laughs> creepy. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, my God. I have, uh, I think it was my great grandmother, Elizabeth. Maybe, I can't remember. Somebody in my family fell down a flight of stairs at a very advanced age. I think it was my grandma, Elizabeth. And she fell down and she wasn't able to get herself back up and it actually knocked her out. And her son wasn't able to come home, had no idea she had fallen. But when he gets back home, he finds her all the way upstairs in the ad, or in the like top level with the light on, book in. And she's like, that nice man came in, helped me back up the stairs. I walked back up, he put me down, brought the book in. <laughs> I gotta get, like, those those stories always freak me out too, are the angel stories. Yeah. And they're usually, they never see a person. It's usually, like, a piece of, like, white cloth, mm-hmm. or it's bright white light, or something like that, and you always see it kind of fading away, mm-hmm. like something's retracting now that you're up. But those stories also fascinate me about people like that. Yeah. I mean, I kind of have... A little story like that but it's more of like an emotional story yeah and it was like um i was really close to my piano teacher and she was like my neighbor for like seven or eight years and um after she died i kind of was like going through a hard time with just like school and stuff and um i was in mass with my family and the sun like shined i don't know if that's a correct grammar but shined through the like window and i was like i kind of like felt her and i'm like oh my gosh this is so weird yeah. but yeah it's it's definitely weird when you feel that and experience it oh, man well, you got any isaiah that you can think of off the top of your head or are you just well I mean... <laughs> the, the spirit of all them cats <laughs> hey man we'll get to that later go man <laughs> that's gonna be such a fun one to talk about i'm so excited for this part um but the only ones my brother thinks he saw a ghost my brother thinks he saw a ghost and he i think it's a dream that one i don't believe in but there's a lot of them that you kind of like you're like i'm either in or i'm out because he said that he was laying in his bed and he seen like a like civil war soldier standing at the bottom of his bed i don't know if that's true but he says he did, and so I was like, okay, but you can you can think that. But I don't know if that one's true. But there was something with, like, my dad or something. I don't even remember, really. But one of my, like, great aunts or something was dying or something like that. And that was before my dad was born. And she was like, oh, here's, here's little Paul. Like, hey. And then they're like, what? And then later on, my dad was born. I think they already knew his name was Paul. Like they were going to name my dad Paul already. Mm-hmm. But she was just like, like seeing him, I guess, before she passed away. 
I don't really know. That could be wrong for the story, but I don't remember. Yeah. Um, the only thing that's ever possibly big air quotes that's happened to me would be one time I was in the H A or HCC at St. Ben's working. Um oh, for St. Ben's security. This is interesting. I kinda and, remember you telling yeah, me this. And we were in Ocons and then we heard like a loud banging noise, like pans falling over or something, and so we're like Okay, we got to go figure out what that is. So we walked in the kitchen and there was nothing like no pans, no, no broom, no like cutting board knife thing, whatever. Nothing was on the floor. Nothing was like out of place or anything. And so we kind of just like walked around, like looked in all the rooms and stuff. And there's nobody there in like even downstairs. Like we checked the entire place and we couldn't find anybody like nothing had fallen over, nothing. So. Don't know what that was, but I don't know. I don't know if it was really something, but it could have been. But I guess yeah. you never know. No, it's always uh, I just that one weirds me out too because on top of that being just right around Halloween, and mm-hmm. on top of you being like at the pinnacle of being like yeah, the spook factors up. We also had a case on campus where we had a homeless man move in mm-hmm. to one of the local. Yards, I don't know. I was told he was living by Clements. But at the same time, I'm like, was it him? <laughs> no. Or was no, it no. actually a ghost? Was yeah. it old Roger the Homeless guy just jumping in and out of windows? This thing in the HCC was like like during the summer. Oh, oh really? Yeah. It was that long no, ago? That was a long time ago. Oh, I thought this was like last Mm-mm. couple weeks ago. No, that, wasn't, that was during the summer. But the the other thing was... Real close. Ugh, man. Oh, I, did I show you my uh, shadow person video? I, th- mm, I probably bet not. You maybe I don't know. I, well, maybe maybe you saw it last year with me, but I I showed Hope the video yeah. that was sent to me by a woman at a restaurant. She works at this restaurant, and she was either there's this office in the back of this restaurant, and her dogs were just going absolutely crazy. It's earlier in the morning. She's there alone. And she's like, oh, well, the dogs must be just excited to see me. So she pulls out her phone and she starts recording. And as she records, she doesn't know what she caught. And about a week later, she's going through her phone. And you can see that both dogs running at her. Mm-hmm. And in the back of the door frame, there's a shadowy figure that moves from right to left Hello. and disappears halfway through the door. It's terrifying. Uh, yeah, I know. I don't know what it is. I just... There's something crazy about that open-endedness of it yeah. all. You know, I, it's hard to explain. Like, but you you really like a good ghost story because you're like, oh, it could be. Yeah. Like, there's always that unknown, but at the same time, you're like, I don't know if that's real or not. But then, what if it is? Like, yeah, I don't no. know. I, who was it? Was it Alex I was talking to about the gangsters down in Chicago and how there's all these old haunted like streetways, mm. like by alleys or where theaters were torn down because they were mass execution spots by gangsters. Yeah. And that's, it's not uncommon to find different places around the world where there's just such traumatic energy around it that there's residual you know, hauntings. Mm-hmm. I don't know because I'm not into paranormal the way I was as a kid. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't. I'm kind of like you guys. I don't want to like believe it because mm-hmm. to me it's it's a weird way to think about death is getting stuck. Yeah. Like, can you imagine if you're haunting someplace, 
like say you're haunting the house you're living in right now. Mm-hmm. You know, that'd be, be a terrible way to go, would, I think. Like... I think that would be horrible. But at the same time, there's places like the HH Home House you were talking yeah. about. Yeah. Like, well, why don't you explain that one? Because that one was really interesting. Was that the one in London? Yeah, I think so. I'm pretty sure it's in London. I'm not entirely sure where it is because he came over to America for a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I'm pretty sure it's in London. Uh, but this guy, H.H. Holmes, like, basically was a serial killer. He was a doctor, I'm pretty sure. And he hired a bunch of different, um, like, building manufacturers. I guess. Yeah. Um, to build this house, but he had them only build like part of it. So they would have them build like a section and then he would basically be like, all right, you're done. And then he would hire a different one and then have them build a different part. So nobody actually knew the house except him. And basically he turned it into like a murder factory. So like he would take people, (laughs) he would take people into this mansion and then just kind of like, let him go or something like that. And then he would just play his mind games with them until he found them. And then he would murder them and then dispose of their bodies in his basement. Yeah. And you and I looked at the layout of the house. There's like yeah. hidden staircases. Mm-hmm. There's rooms that lead to nowhere. Mm-hmm. There was like identical rooms. So when you ran in one, you thought you were back in the one you started. Yeah. So you'd double loop, you'd loop back. It's and then he had a hidden basement that he would use to like cremate everything. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, just the lengths to yeah. go to that—that's insane. Like that's somebody the stuff would do out that. Of movies. I, no kidding. And he was—that's just what he wanted to do. Like he wanted to do that. Oh, man, you know who knows a ton about um like insane serial killers is Dan because oh, he yeah. studied them for a yeah. long time because of profiling. Mm-hmm. But it is crazy where the human mind can go, and especially the lengths they're willing to go to to kind of satisfy oh, yeah. that creepy need to like. I don't. I don't even know how to describe that. They, I read a a short story one time. It was called like Oh God, the most dangerous game. Okay. Have you ever heard of that? I've heard of it. I don't know what it's, it's about. It's basically though. like these people invite other people to their private island and then basically hunt them. So they like release oh. them out into the island and. They're supposed to hide while these people get ready for the hunt. And they come out and hunt these people. Because people are the most dangerous game. That's the whole premise. Okay, yeah. Like, like the things people will go to to, like, fulfill that adrenaline rush. Especially if you have, like, a sick mind, I guess. Yeah. It's insane. (laughs) I mean, Criminal Minds would say... Don't even start. <laughs> I've been up so long to that show because Dan would stand like I two love feet it. from oh the TV. Oh my God, I love the show. Oh but like, God. I don't know. What I learned from Criminal Minds is like... <laughs> <laughs> which maybe not... It might not be the most reliable source, but still, <laughs> it's a source. <laughs> um is that, they do do their homework on that show, I've heard. Yeah. Like Dan yeah. usually was like, yeah, they're pretty good about most stuff. Yeah. They will like pull a couple punches here and there for mm-hmm. story purposes. but And some of them are actually like true stories. Like I did a... Oh, really? Yeah, I did a presentation on it in high school. Oh. It was insane. Yeah. But like a lot of times, what I learned from the show at least, a lot of times the serial killers will do it for like sexual release mm-hmm. if they can't actually like perform. 
That's a big one. I've heard yeah. actually. That yeah. is big. It's kind of the the tie between sex and violence together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, well, even not even performance. It was like Ted Bundy. That was just yeah. one of those like things he wanted to be involved exactly. in. I don't want to speak too much of Ted Bundy because he's a huge public figure. People know better than me. Yeah. <laughs> well, and like another thing is part of the reason why they get caught is because they want to, they want, they want the recognition. Like they, they want do. people exactly. to know yeah. that it was them that did it. Yeah. They want to be famous. Yeah. Ugh. it's so weird it's that so weird strange. to think about that is strange like the whole psychology behind that is just weird to think it's insane. about like that it's just weird how you want people to know that it was you that did this bad horrible thing but it's like they're proud of it and they yeah. don't see it as horrible yeah that's it, the one that weird. freaks me out the most about the zodiac killings yeah out in california about yep. the letters being written to the post and to the police that I'm the Zodiac killer. The Zodiac's just like, I think it was a watch brand. Yeah, Ted Cruz. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I should send you the picture of, um, it's Ted Cruz on a caterpillar. Oh, no. Like, you ever seen Elf on a Shelf? Here's the Zodiac killer on a caterpillar. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's actually pretty good, not gonna lie. No, but like the... The determination to get recognition for mm-hmm. the atrocities that they committed. You know, I say they because we don't actually know who they were. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, the letters were so creepy. The movie Zodiac, they recreated the actual scenes, like, yeah. to a T, down to the clothes that the victims were wearing. So, like, to see the scenes and how it was all performed, there was a costume for the Zodiac killer. Mm-hmm. I mean... Think about being so psychologically like involved in your crime that you have to have a costume. You're a real life supervillain. It's a performance. It is a performance. That, uh, I mean, well, me and me and Levi, well, I mean, Levi watched most of it, but I I caught the last couple episodes. We watched um, Manhunt for the Unabomber. Oh, that, really? Like, like that docu series or whatever it's called. Um, and that was pretty cool too. Like just, like. Like, they portrayed how, like, why he did it. Like, and he, I don't know if you know a whole lot about. No, I don't know a ton. Um, Basically, he just mailed bombs to people. Like, he built homemade bombs and then would mail them through the post system. Wow. Because he, he didn't like technology. So, basically, he went crazy, a little crazy. And he didn't like technology because he thought we were blindly obeying technology. And so, he, he was a, a, math professor and he had like an IQ of like 167 so he was like Albert Einstein level genius hmm. and was a professor at of math of mathematics at some college and one day he was driving to work or someplace and he pulled up to a red light and stopped and then he said that he realized that there was no other cars there and he could have went if he wanted to but he stopped because the red light told him to oh. so like he just blindly obeyed what the technology told him and that was kind of one of the one of the turning points in his mind where he was just like, we need to go back to the time where there was no technology. And so he moved himself to the middle of Montana in the middle of the woods and the mountains in this tiny shack with no electricity or running water and built bombs and then mailed them to people Jeez. or like mailed them to like technology places. So that way he could get people to to listen to him and to stop using technology. And then he he wrote 
like a manifesto, which is like 230 some paragraphs long written in the form of like a doctorate back in like the 19, whenever he graduated. And he said, he sent a letter to the, the news outlets and was like, if you don't publish my manifesto, I'm going to send bombs to people. And so they published it because he wanted people to read this manifesto about how bad technology is and how we need to get rid of it. Weird. Yeah, it's it's really weird, like, why he did it. Well, and it's always the beautiful mind crazies. It's mm-hmm. the people with the extraordinary IQ, mm-hmm. something that we all dream of, that we all end up fearing. Yeah. The ones that are just so beyond brilliant that they overthink, or I don't know what term you want to call it, but they turn on society and they're mm-hmm. like, no, 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 I can correct this. I can fix this ship. And moving to Montana and building bombs is the direction they want to walk. Right. It's, I don't know. Maybe I'm just an idiot not to see it because <laughs> I don't have that IQ. But at the I same mean, time. Like his, his ideas about like the technology and stuff, they're not that far fetched actually. Like if you, yeah. I, I read some of the manifesto just cause it's I was just curious. just the actions that he took. Right. Like the actions he took were not how you should go about that but like the technology thing kind of makes sense like we do kind of severely depend on technology now like if the technology went away there would not be a whole lot of people who would know what to do with themselves yeah that's really true yeah Mm -hmm. or like we we blindly obey it like the the stoplights i mean granted it's for our safety and stuff but we just kind of do it without second without even thinking about it it is funny, though. I was thinking about something similar to that today, about, but it was more related to social media because I'm a comm major, so I, mm-hmm. I think about social media every day. And how much that idea of you stop because the stoplight tells you to, because technology tells you to, we act based on social media, what social media tells us to do. And you will put your life on hold if you are not abiding by what is going on online. At least a majority of people yeah. will. If you're put on blast on Twitter, I know you guys don't have Twitter, but it's one of those like moments like you're reeling back. Like you don't know what to do. You're typing and you feel like you have to be key on every single word you say. There's like this discipline to it. It is crazy that technology can control us that way. Mm -hmm. That you have to completely flip your brain to think in just characters than other words. So, yeah. Yeah. No, that's one of those stories though about the Unabomber that I'm. I'm going to have to watch that now because I'm fascinated by stuff like that. It was, it was pretty cool. We had one right next to uh, Superior. We had a kid. Oh, really? When I was up there, yeah. No, it didn't happen when I was there, but this was one of my favorite stories. Me and Eddie, my old roommate, found this out on a documentary that was being done. I think it was called The Forensic Files. It's also on Netflix, oh, but we were just watching it for fun. show. And then all of a sudden, it was like seven blocks away from where we were living. <laughs> happened one of the longest open crime files ever like it was a cold case and it got closed like after 42 years really this kid um yeah it was a grocery store and my friend paris knew exactly where that grocery store was it was actually still open during a until a certain point and this kid he was one of two he was the oldest lived with his mom who had divorced and she started her own grocery store. It was this tiny little like mom and pop shop. Yep. She only sold select thing, you know, group of items. And one night he's supposed to cover the store, but instead of going to the store, he really wants to go to the, the fairground just down the street. And really he wants to go smoke with his buddies. 
Mm-hmm. I think it was it was coke. But his mom says no. They get into a verbal altercation. He kills her right there with a hammer. Oh goodness! Goes back wow. to the house, washes off the hammer, puts it back in the drawer. Comes back, moves the body. I think a couple feet over to make it look like it was some sort of break in. Busts the glass down in the door and then goes to the fair, gets his coke, does it with his buddies, comes back, calls the cops on the murder he did. The cops come and he says, somebody, I guess, broke in and he's planting shit. He's moving everything around like it was a robbery. And he's he's he just can't control his emotions. He's weeping on the phone. He doesn't know what to do. And the cops come. They're like clearly it was a break-in you know there's no evidence that points directly to him and like 30 years go by holy shit and he finally admits it at around 2002 he comes out clean because he's a father now Mm -hmm. and he's like oh my god what did i do and so he admits and now i think he's coming out of prison here pretty quick he was he wasn't going to be in for very long when i saw it i gotta look that case back up i just remember talking to eddie and eddie was like yeah, he's he's gonna be out here pretty quick. Like <laughs> he's like, what? You it? it was like 2019, <laughs> yeah. 2020. It was like, yeah, he'll be out in like Holy three crap. years. <laughs> but it was some sort of case where when he came forward, but they were able to, after years and years and years, prove that it was him through the hammer, and where the scratch marks on the hammer was from the beating. They were able to find old forensic oh. uh, information from the blood that was originally there that didn't come off originally. Mm-hmm. So it's like, insane. That they can still find they that. That still it's still there. Yeah. I got to pull that back up. That You just reminded me of that. That's insane to me. But you got to like scroll down to my list and see what we were <laughs> going to talk about. Because this is what happens when we get off topic. I just pulled Go you ahead. guys in. So it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, let's just talk for the night. See what happens. <laughs> and this is what ends up happening is you guys just kind of throw me for loops where Usually, most of the time when I have a topic, there's an answer to it. There's some sort of answer at the end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is one where I don't. So, it's going to come out so open-ended and loose end. I bet it will drive people nuts, but <laughs> that's okay. That's fine. It's only episode, what, eight? <laughs> Who knows? But I wanted to also talk about the Winchester house. Oh, yeah. Because you and I were talking about that, too. Mm-hmm. And nope. do you want to describe it first? And sure. Why don't you? Because you do a lot. You're a lot better at um, talking than me. Well, basically, well, it's supposedly haunted. Um, but this, it's by I, San Diego. Yeah, it's in it's in California, and the I don't remember her name, Lady Winchester. I guess she, she was the wife of the guy who owned the Winchester Corporation, like the Gun Winchesters. Yeah, like those ones, and they built this house, and then like all of the all of her family died, basically, or something like that, or something bad happened where she was the only one left, and so basically she just had all these different like carpenters and like architects and whatever come in and build this mansion, kind of like the H. H. Holmes house, but like worse. So there's no like, there was no like rhyme or reason. The H. H. Holmes had like like he had a, a sadistic plan to it. Yeah. But this one didn't. Her entire idea of building this mansion was to make it so that way the ghosts couldn't find their way through the house to get to her. And so there's like dining rooms that you can't get to. There's like outdoor windows that 
look into other rooms. There's stairways that lead up to nothing and then just drop off. There's doors that are like on walls that only reach halfway to the floor from the ceiling. And there's like rooms that you can't get to. You can't get to an attic, stairs that... Uh, I took the virtual tour right after we talked about it. And there's like this one staircase that's... It's like a half step. It goes up about three feet and then it just ends. It goes to wall. And then you just come back down. And then if you turn the corner, there's like a, you know, half walls, Mm -hmm. how they're supposed to come up. Usually they're around kitchens. There's one hanging from the ceiling. So you got to like duck under the half wall. And her idea was, I'm just going to rearrange this house as much as possible to confuse these ghosts so that they'll just bugger off. Yep. Mm -hmm. And, and like, if you go to a tour, like you have to have a tour guide because if you don't. You will get lost in that house. Like there's been cases of people who stray away from the groups and they get lost in there for like hours. And then the people have to go back and find them wherever they are somewhere in this house. That's a sad story to tell your like friends. <laughs> yeah. I went on this tour. <laughs> I couldn't get out of the kitchen. I didn't I don't know what to do. I, yeah. Somehow I made it into a room without doors or windows. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, that is crazy. Yeah. It's like, I, like, how do you get to that point? Well, can you imagine what it was like to be like her friend? And, yeah. you know, she's a really wealthy woman, so she knew probably a ton of people mm-hmm. for that time. Exactly, yeah. And all of a sudden, they're like, oh, Miss Winchester, another renovation? Yeah. 36th one. Yeah. Or, or even like the people building it, they got to just be looking at her like, are, yeah. are you serious right now? Like, do you really want me to? Build half a wall? Yeah, or you want a door that goes nowhere? Yeah. Why? Yeah. All right. If yes, if you're paying for it, why not? Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> she'll shoot you. She <laughs> must have paid them well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> really though. Really well. It's a big house too. Mm-hmm. It's massive. It's one of the biggest houses in California still. Mm-hmm. Jeez. It's insanely big. So I don't doubt that people just go up there and get lost forever. Oh yeah. But no, that's insane. And I don't know how much longer she lived in the house or, like, if she actually did. But I just know she built it to, like, trap them. The yeah. ghosts. Ugh. I don't know. It's weird. I, yeah, it is. It's something to think about. It's just what drives people that way. It's mm-hmm. like protesters, you know. It's those old sayings, like, who would jump in front of a car on the highway to protest rights? Well, a desperate person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who rearranges their house enough to hide from ghosts? It's like... There's something yep. going on there. Yeah. You know, it can't just be a full psychotic. Well, maybe it could be a full psychotic <laughs> breakdown. <laughs> I take that back. But it's something. There's mm-hmm. always something going on. And usually in these podcasts, I have a lot to like go back and forth with. But this is the first time I've ever had problems with. We honestly just don't know. Yeah. And that's what's just kind of fun to do is just kind of sit back for a second and be like, what in the world could actually be happening there? Mm-hmm. And you make up your own story. I'll make up mine. We'll find our way around that. But speaking of stories, can you tell me about Oscar? Oscar? Yes. Oh, my grandma's chipmunk. Yes. Um, I know this is a tone change. (laughs) I needed a tone change, man. I'm getting a little lost over here with the whole paranormal ghost angel stories. But I wanted to to talk about something a little happier and a little less creepy. Okay. Well, my grandma is i want to say early 80s and 
um, she has this chipmunk that lives in her backyard that she feeds. And the only reason that she knows it's her chipmunk is because it has half a tail. And she named it Oscar. And <laughs> so I'll just be like at her house and we'll see this chipmunk run by and she'll go, oh, there's Oscar. And she'll like go get her thing of bread and like go outside and like feed her chipmunk. Is I'm it like, like a big chipmunk now? No, it's just like a tiny little chipmunk. And I'm like, oh. what the heck is going on? And it'll like run into a hosta and she'll be like, oh no, he's scared. I'm like, what is happening? So she can't hold Oscar. No, well, she'll, like, feed him, but she's obviously she obviously okay. can't hold him. It's an animal. But, like, Man. yeah, it's insane. Well, I want to just be honest on you here. The, you know those people that are, like, one with nature? Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. Steve Irwin? Why are yeah. those always crackheads? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, every time I go on, like, a social media platform, there's a video of some homeless guy with a pet squirrel on a leash. Like, so, yeah. he caught that somehow. Mm-hmm. And I was just running around. All these people in foreign countries, they got monkeys crawling all over them. And usually they're like doing something. They're smoking a hookah. It's usually some <laughs> yeah. guy on drugs that's like, I'm totally going to put a leash on that. Or it'd be like that guy on, on YouTube. You know who I'm talking about, Hope. He's got four teeth. You know. Yeah. <laughs> that guy He's on like, YouTube. this is my pet squirrel. This is and my you're pet like, squirrel. Yeah, it's King Richard. He's like, okay, great. How'd you get that? I don't know. He just showed up. Hmm. You know, you know who oh, I'm yeah. talking about. Oh yeah, there's plenty of guys like that. Or, I've seen a dude walk a cat down the street, and that freaked me out. Yeah, that sounds weird. That is weird. No. Why would you walk a cat? I don't know. I, the cat wanted it, I guess. <laughs> Again, one with nature, probably a crackhead. Like, why does Oscar have half a tail? Yeah, why does he? Have I have half no a tail? idea. She just met him, and he had half a tail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nature is brutal, Isaiah. <laughs> oh my god well it's like it's like or the other one with nature type is like that guy on youtube coyote peterson you ever Mm. seen him no literally he had this entire segment where he would just take all these different um like insects that sting you and then would get them to sting him so that way he could tell you the pain this is crackhead land. Yeah. Why are they doing this? Like he, he went all the way from like 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 an ant, I think, to like oh what the hell was it? I think it's a bullet ant maybe. The which is like the biggest <laughs> I think like that's reeling like, back from this shit. Yeah. Right so like people like, pretty close to that is like a tarantula hawk, which is basically it's like a wasp that when they start combining tarantulas. two different animals yeah. to talk about one insect, that's when I get nervous. When you call something a tarantula hawk, tarantula, spider, arachnid, hawk, bird, this is a really big fucking ant. It, We're going to call it these two things together. It's a wasp that kills tarantulas. Oh my god. I think it eats them too, I'm not sure. I'll but, pull it up here in a sec. I don't know, it's just got a really painful sting. And the, there's like a whole scale... And he went through like every single one and then just put it on his arm until it stung him and then told you what the sting felt like. Wow. Yeah. I've got it right here. A tarantula hawk. It's a spider wasp that preys on tarantulas. Yeah. That is a big bug. That yeah, it's is massive. Un- oh. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put the screen down. One minute. I don't want to <laughs> look at that thing any more than I have to. Oh. Uh. 
But it's also the same. Like, the only guy that I could watch, and this is going to sound cliche, but the only guy that I watched, like, pick up animals and I was comfortable with was Steve Irwin. Oh, oh my God. He was, it was so much fun. <laughs> I love you. him. I love him. I'm sorry. The only thing I couldn't do was the shorty shorts. But then yeah. again, <laughs> his son is starting to come back. His son is going to be just like him. His daughters really like him too. Yeah, yeah she's isn't her really name like Brandy? So. Yeah, Brandy, Brandy Irwin. I think his I think son is Bindi. Robert. It's Bindi. 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 Thank you. Yeah. Yes, Bindi. Yep. Yeah. No. And what was his son's name? Robert. Robert. Robert Irwin. And they look just like him. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, they do. And Robert did um, the the alligator feeding, just like Steve used to do. He has a new show, I think. Yeah, I think about so too. animals. It, it's like in the Australia Zoo or something like that. I don't remember. I remember seeing an ad for it though, yeah, and I was like, too. I need to watch this. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just like one of those. They're now like royalty. Yeah. You know, yep. They're one of these royal families we look at, and no matter what those kids do, people are going to pay attention to them. But in oh, the yeah. best way, because Steve was such a great human being he was just a whole he was guy. In, he was like one tier below mr rogers just like a guy who was generally interested in what he wanted to do mm-hmm. and just wanted you to love it as much as him yeah. and you felt that wholesomeness watching it and his kids exemplify that too oh yeah. which is one of those things that you're like yeah i kind of want to be i want to watch what they're doing like they're good people mm-hmm. and it's just a really good family you can mm-hmm. sense that on them definitely what if I say this and like Robert gets arrested tonight for a DUI? <laughs> you know, people would be sure. like, "Oh, it's not his fault." <laughs> <laughs> we both knock on wood. <laughs> oh, goodness. oh my god! But speaking of um, one with animals, a couple of days ago, I feel like I need to set this up before I turn it over to you, Isaiah, yeah. oh, and hope god. you're gonna help me grill him because we got to oh, get down gosh. to the bottom of this. Yeah. <laughs> Again, we all sit at um. The lunch table, hence kind of the more relaxed podcast we're having right now. Usually it's, you know, usually it depends on the guest. But I brought you guys in just to kind of see and pick your minds about stuff. And one of the big things I wanted to talk about is Isaiah's farm. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) And how when your dad says that your doggy went to a farm in the country, that's that's Isaiah's farm. (laughs) That's so not true. (laughs) It totally is. It definitely is. It's gotta it, I, it, be, yeah. Because mm-hmm. I'll just, I'll, you know, I'll just set this up right now. I want you to start and explain to the audience what is the life cycle of a cat <laughs> on your farm. That is an unfair question. <laughs> How far back should I walk here? <laughs> do I do I start? Do I describe what I've heard and then you debunk uh, it? How do you want me to talk about this? Go for it. Okay. How about I this? I'll tell you what I know. Hope will mm-hmm. help me out. Yep. Let's start with the cat's hope. Oh, wow. So what I hear yeah. is you're not a huge fan of Tomcats, which is understandable. Whoa. But you're you're the fan that like sits there. And just waits for them to be in a position where you can whack them to death. Whoa! And then, <laughs> whoa! <laughs> so not true. Am I wrong? I enjoy the cats. The cats are good. Just when they start trying to eat the other baby kittens, then we have to get rid of them. Okay, so violent cats. So you yes. you have violent cats on the place. Sometimes. Sometimes. And are these actual strays or were they born on the farm? Nope, they were born and raised. (laughs) Okay, well that leads us to our second point. How, what's the percentage, like the gene pool 
Like, is it all inbred, or are we talking like you know a high percentage? Uh, <laughs> I, I I don't know. I I can't tell you the percentage. <laughs> from all I know, it's just like in my little neighborhood. There's four of us. Like, there's four farms, and it just like circulates between us. Oh, so God. I don't really know. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, the, the ones we have now, two of them have three legs. One of them has no tail. Wait, wait, wait. like were they born with this? Yep, they were. <laughs> so he just has a stub, or there's just nothing there. No, there's just a stub. <laughs> there's just there's a stub. Yeah. Oh my. One of them is stumpy. Oh, stumpy. <laughs> I think one of them is stubby, and I don't know what the other one is. <laughs> oh, I need God. to move. <laughs> it was like. I don't know what happened to these ones. This is the first time that's happened, so... Stubby. Something happened. Oh, my God. That's horrible. <laughs> oh, I can't look at you the same way. But can, oh. Hey, man. <laughs> so, Isaiah's farm has all these inbred cats. Well, I guess. Generally. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what happened to this batch. I don't know. <laughs> this batch. Hinting at the next that there has been many generations of cats... To go through the farm in the country. <laughs> yeah, there's been a bunch. Can we talk about some of these deaths? Because they're very questionable. Yeah, you say you get rid of them. But explain what you mean by get rid of them. <laughs> I feel like we already know. Uh, well, I feel bad for laughing, but it's just knowing him and how big of a sweetheart he is on general. It's like, Christ, there's all these cats out there that are just in like empty cats. Grave. We're trying to eat and kill the baby kittens. Okay. And so we had to cleanse the palate, as you say. So me and my brother went out there and... uh, Nothing too graphic. Had dad go into the shed and chase them out. And then, bang, got them as they ran away. And then, yeah. So got five of them there. That was good enough. Did you enjoy that, Isaiah? Wow. Was it fun for you? <laughs> I mean, you're breaking them down like a psychiatrist. You're just like, how do you feel, you bastard? <laughs> it was kind of like hunting, so it was kind of fun. Yeah. But you don't get to like enjoy like eating it or like providing for something. You just kind of you don't throw them him. in a grave. <laughs> it, yeah, oh god, <laughs> I don't need to picture that. <laughs> I didn't eat the cats. Okay. <laughs> We buried them in the oh, pet man. cemetery in our woods. There's along a with the designated other spot. There's a horror movie about that. I hope you know oh that. My God, Stephen These King. ones stay in the ground as far He's as I know. <laughs> so it's fine. <laughs> this is so grueling. This is grueling. Oh, well, sorry. I'm like trying to compose myself because I know too much and yeah. I just want to set up the basics, but the basics are funny to me. <laughs> what happened to the favorite? <laughs> Which time? Which time? Let's walk through them. Well, there was one that... Uh, With names, please. I don't remember this one's of name. It was, so far, it was so long ago. It was, a, it was my favorite and it went through the... The old uh, haybine <laughs> and got turned into a bloody pancake. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, that was an unfortunate time. I feel really bad for laughing, I but I can't help it. Um, oh, my God. But I'm, I'm in. Oh, my cheeks hurt. One my, minute. 
just gonna move this away for a second. My other favorite, oh, uh, God. yeah, he oh, fuck. he got licked by a cow, and uh, froze to a cinder block. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, that that happened to my one. That one's name was Cookie. <laughs> Cookie was uh, frozen to a cinder block. Saliva. Yes, How it does. He, How did he just go? Patty cake, patty cake, cinder block. You know? I don't know. My guess is it got licked and then walked through the snow and stepped on the cinder block and then its foot got stuck and it just froze standing up right there. That was a. It looked like a statue from a ways away until you got close and you're like, There's Cookie. We lost another one, boys. <laughs> Oh, my other one, uh, Midnight, uh, just got lost. Just flat out lost. And then we found him in the spring, in the hay, and uh, the chickens ate his eyeballs. <gasps> oh, oh, chickens are brutal, though. They are. I, we fed them baby mice one time that we found uh, in a bucket. Yeah, they, they'll eat snakes. I've never seen that before. Oh, like, yeah, when I grew I up that. on a chick, like we mm-hmm. had chickens on my hobby farm. It wasn't really a farm. But they ate a snake in front of me. I hated snakes. But I was playing, um, I was dribbling the basketball around, and there was a gardener snake that went by. And, you know, I'm like, ah, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. reel back because you don't As expect you do. that. Yeah. As you do. I As hate you snakes do. with a passion. Mm-hmm. I hate them. And all these chickens just flock and ate it right there on the driveway. I was like, whoa. But sorry. That is the cat. <laughs> yeah, that was my other favorite one. Um. <laughs> Midnight. <laughs> God, I'm sorry. This is a really bad joke, but is his name Midnight because now he can't see? No. What kind of? I named him Midnight before he got his eyeballs eaten. He was a black cat. You name him Midnight as you do. Yeah. I'm just imagining you walking up and seeing his eyes just gone and being like, "Well, now all he sees is Midnight. Let's name him Midnight." I'm not heartless. Afterwards. You cruel human being. Oh, My other one was named Tim. Tim. <laughs> and it was it was cold one winter. Oh no. And the warmest places uh where the cow previously laid. And so the cat just laid down. And then the cow laid down. And uh bloody pancake number 2. Bloody pancake. Yep. <laughs> That was. You'd be surprised how many times that happens. It's oh wait. God. This has happened more than once. Yeah. What? Not just to mine. I thought. Oh, has it happened multiple times on your farm? Yeah, at least three, four times. It's the warmest spot in the barn. I, you'd think they'd they learn just, from the previous generation, you know. Well, the previous generation's not around to tell them no. That's true. You're going to the farm point. in the country. That yeah. is, uh, <laughs> You don't make it off the farm in the country. <laughs> Tim. Well, Tim the cat. He was a good cat. He was a good cat. Thank God for Tim. Made me laugh today. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then what about the one in the cornfield with the, the with the harvester? What that was, was that? the first one. That was the first one. Yep. Oh, sorry. He ran through the hay and got turned into a bloody oh, pancake. Okay. Jesus. Mm. Bloody pancake cat. 
That's so sad. I'm Whoa, sorry. I had to bury that guy. That's so sad. Wait, wait. But you the... didn't have to bury him? Yeah, I had to bury him. Oh. Aww. Dad's like, I'll help you dig a hole. And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I said I had to bury his favorite cat. <laughs> I say I knew about death at an early age. <laughs> that was one time. Oh, my okay. God. Oh, my God. My lungs hurt. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Stubby. <laughs> What else are you gonna name a cat with a stub leg? Uh, I don't know. You Tim. gotta name it. Tim. 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 No, Tim Midnight. had all of his extremities. Okay. Probably not anymore. Oh God. You guys always give me shit about the six kittens, though. That's probably. Oh, the, oh yeah, we won't yeah. talk about that. That's probably the worst one. You guys always give me shit. It was an accident. We don't. The other guys do. I, I <laughs> We shit. laugh. I at, do. Like some. Okay, I don't give them ones on that. Yeah, you guys are mean. Oh, mm, I God. get that a lot. It's just. It's so funny. Like I hate laughing. It's such a terrible mm-hmm. thing, but it makes me laugh. Because of how often it happens. It happens like every other month at Isaiah's farm. It's it's like how normal he makes it seem. (laughs) Just like talking about it. Most families will have a cat for like 15 years. Yeah. They live for a while. Yeah. And you're just like, "Mm, new model next year. It's going to have three eyes. These normally make it like two years before they. Most of them disappear. Okay, to be fair, they just disappear. So they're not they don't all die horribly. <laughs> that we know of. There's that probably we know a bobcat of. out there. <laughs> Eating I don't know. well. Eating well. <laughs> I don't know. Oh my so god. So unfortunate. It's for unfortunate <laughs> soul. <laughs> I just need to breathe. Yeah. Oh. oh my god. Are there any more? Like what is because I know this is so normal to you, but to us, it's like, my, what? I mean, my brother's cat got cold in the winter and crawled underneath my cousin's truck. <gasps> okay. Yeah, when I had cats, they Squished. did that, too. They would, like, cr- <laughs> crawl up into the tires or by the motor because yeah. it was warm. Yeah. Yeah, that <laughs> happened. Yeah, pretty at much. At least once. Oh, my God. We had one cat when I was growing up because I was allergic to cats. We found out pretty quick. Mm-hmm. But we had a barn cat that just stayed with us for a while. And okay. I got like super attached to this barn cat. I think I named it something goofy. I can't even remember the <laughs> name of it. But we got like cat food and all that. And the thing just kept biting me. But I was convinced <laughs> that I could love it. And I would just be like, you know, sniffing because I'm yeah. allergic. I had teary eyes and then I get bit. And I'm like, I love you. <laughs> just a totally abusive relationship between me and a cat. <laughs> Hope's looking at me like, God damn it. (laughs) I was like seven. Also, I had a piano teacher that was from Wisconsin, but she pretended she was Polish. (laughs) Why? I don't know. Did she pretend well? No. Oh, okay. I mean, I didn't really care as a kid, but my mom was like, yeah, she was crazy. And I was like, why didn't we leave earlier? Like, she's obviously crazy. But, yeah, she thought she would, like, pretend to be Polish. But she was from, like, the town next door. So it was like, why? What's going on here? But she had a three-legged cat named Alabaster. Alabaster. (laughs) And I used to fucking torture that cat. Oh, my Not, like, on purpose, usually. But there was... The pianos were in the basement. So Mm -hmm. you had to walk down these, like, really steep flight of stairs. 
and there used to be like this little ledge above the railings you could put like pictures and stuff on and it worked perfectly because it was like steps for the cats and they weren't quite finished so about half of the staircase was done the rest wasn't and this one-legged cat would like jump down and if one time and this happened a couple of times I would come from outside down because I would flip with my sister. Each lesson was half an hour. So she'd do her half hour. I'd come in and I'd run in from outside. I'd come pounding down the stairs. And if that cat was on the stairs and heard me coming, it would jump straight up. But because it didn't have that third, you know, that, that extra leg, it would tip one way when it landed no, and it no. would roll off. Oh, my God. So I'd be, da, 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 meow. <laughs> the thing would be all the steps, like trying to find its like bearings. Oh all God. the meanwhile, terrified for its life. Here comes this eight-year-old that has no consideration for its life, just pounding <laughs> down the stairs. But yeah, Alabaster the cat. <laughs> Alabaster, I, yeah, I love a, it. That's, and then I had a uh, a friend, Seth. He had a cat. I can't remember the cat's name, but it was a perfectly flat-faced cat. Oh, wow. And his dad was a cop, and he was a pretty funny dude. Mm-hmm. But he was, we were sitting at the dinner table at the end. We were younger, middle schooler, middle school about. And to be funny, he picks up the cat and he goes, Ben, do you want to know how rare this cat is? And I'm like, yeah, let's see it. What you got? And he just put it right up against the wall, and its face perfectly fit on the wall. And he was like, doesn't even panic. Doesn't even panic. I'm like, okay. Just puts that thing right there. I'm like, wow. That's awesome. That cat, that cat was a bastard because Seth also had a hedgehog. Oh. And the hedgehog would roll up like yeah. in a ball and the cat would just like bat it around. Oh my gosh. Oh, I shouldn't laugh, but it was funny to me yeah. at the time. I just laugh at horrible things. I don't know if it's coping or what. It's just, coping. There was a... One of my coworkers, going back to what you were talking about, your piano teacher pretending she was Polish. Yeah. One of my coworkers was telling me about um, a kid in her school, like in her high school. Mm-hmm. And this kid pretended he was, this kid was, was British. Like he was, he was English or whatever with like the accent and everything. Yeah. And he was valedictorian of their class. And like, I don't know if it was the only thing he said. Or if it was like the last thing he said, but he was basically like, by the way, I'm not actually British. So he pretended the entirety of high school that he was British and he wasn't actually. Why the hell would you? Yeah, I, that's what I said. And she was like, nope, this kid got up there for his valedictorian speech and was like, you guys, you were pranked. I'm not actually British. And everybody was like, what the hell? What the hell? <laughs> I Dick know. move. Jesus. <laughs> Can you imagine that's the prank is you work your ass off to be the valedictorian just to get the screw you. You got pranked joke. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's like yeah. the Ashton Kutcher that went wrong. You know, those pranks. <laughs> yeah. Stupid. It's like, why the fuck would you do that? <laughs> you could have done so many other things with your time. I know. Rather than try to perfect the way you say canary or something. Canary. He's a canary bud. He's a canary bud. Oh, Goodness. <laughs> we will now conduct this. <laughs> no, the rest I'm of this here try. podcast is going to be in a British accent. Hope in a British. Accent. That's not happening for me. I'm no, sorry. In, no, no, a British accent. Hope. Um, I don't want to offend anyone. No. <laughs> Wrong. Wrong. <laughs> 
you're on an Irishman's show. Look at the flag. <laughs> I mean, that's a bloody nice flag. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is these are the moments where you know our mutual friend from Scotland, who's been brought up on the podcast before, or not Scotland, Northern Ireland. That he'll get offended at that, but that's okay. <laughs> But old Alistair would appreciate that. But you couldn't even understand a thing he was saying. No. <laughs> you needed subtitles in real life to talk to him. And even his parents needed there were times, them for him. There were times he would come into our room after like a weekend of just drinking. And he'd come in super hungover. No, and we'd be like, know. what's up, Alistair? And he'd just say some weird thing. And you're like, I think they've been talking, you talking drugs. I have no idea what you just said. <laughs> but come on in, buddy. <laughs> Lay usually, down. usually just Take lean in and off. hug to you. He'd just be like, you want a hug? He's like, oh, you're dying already. He would do this thing every time I sat on the futon. You remember that? He would come in and like try and rugby tackle me to the yeah. floor. I have a video of him dragging his uh, lower regions across the top of your head. He was, he's clothed. He's in shorts. But he tackled him funny. And Isaiah leaned forward yeah. on the couch. So when Alistair came in to hug and oh, tackle him, yep. he went over and ended up on his back. Mm-hmm. And then Isaiah tipped back and his crotch was right on Isaiah's head yep, and just dragged happened. it back. And I had a video of the whole thing. So it wasn't on purpose. <laughs> not not that. That wasn't yeah, the technique he okay. was going for. It wasn't the technique. I mean, I'm sure it was. there was repeats of it after that. But That would have worried me a bit. <laughs> I mean... Well, that guy. The funny thing is, he's my he's my actual Irish twin. We were born exactly a year apart, same day, almost the exact same time. No way. Yes, we found that out. Because remember the red line district picture? Yeah, (laughs) it's him as a nine year old on Facebook because he doesn't use Facebook, but he just used it for like Messenger. Yep. So his picture was him as a nine year old. Isaiah's gonna pull it up here. Yeah. And his profession is pimp in the red light district, and it's a nine-year-old. Oh my god! <laughs> and I saw it. I saw his birthday was the same as mine. I was like, "What? Hey, man! Like you mm. were born, and he's born exactly a year ahead of me." So it was always kind of funny. That's why we always called each other Irish twins. Is it that one? No, um, different one. Dang it! That's the one you guys took of his place, because Isaiah just went to Ireland. Where? Oh. Where is that one? That picture. I'm sure it's still on his Facebook. But yeah, Isaiah, I was very impressed with oh, your navigation yeah. skills because he actually navigated Northern Ireland. That was Did, rough. Yeah, because you guys took all buses. Yeah, the buses were... It was kind of confusing because I'd never used like a bus table before. Yeah. And reading that shit is... Oh my God. Didn't you guys end up in Glasgow? Mm, I said that in a really Scottish way. No. I'm sorry. <laughs> Where'd you guys go? You went south, didn't you? We went to... In Northern Ireland. And then we went from Northern Ireland to Letterkenny. Obviously, clearly, <laughs> gotta go to Letterkenny. <laughs> Letterkenny's in Canada. Yeah, there's one in Ireland. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so we went Pitter there. Pitter patter. Pitter patter. Let's, let's get, get at, at her. her. Oh my goodness! <laughs> you heard it, Ten Ply. It's a way of life. It is a way of life. Fucking Tilly, bud. Fucking Birdo. Tilly. <laughs> but uh, we went from there to from Letterkenny. We went to. I want to say Galway. I'm pretty Galway? sure. Okay. Well, you guys like that's were not flying right. through there. You guys were there, what, two weeks? Two weeks, yep. We and spayed, you guys moved every day. We stayed, well, stayed seven days with Alistair. And then um, 
seven days we went down the the southern part. So we went to Letterkenny and from Letterkenny to Galway for two days. And then from Galway to Killarney, Killarney to Cork, Cork to Dublin. Jeez. I'm forgetting one. Well, that's a hell of a trip already. What the heck am I forgetting? I love saying just those those names. You really Kark. though. Cork is Kark. Yep. Mm-hmm. Killarney. What the heck? I for some reason I can't remember it. I don't know. That's fine, dude. Don't worry about that. I forgot where we went already. Well, it was a long trip. Well, it was Did a you know fast I, trip, I should say. Alistair's dog has an Instagram page. <laughs> Alistair. And I think I think if I remember correctly, it has more followers than Alistair. <laughs> so. <laughs> Okay, but honestly, I'd follow a dog's Instagram page. This dog takes fire pictures, so... My aunt has a has an Instagram page for her dogs. I love that. She's got that. Toe Pomeranian Maltese dogs, the two that real white dogs. That makes me so happy. Oh, they're demons, but I love <laughs> them. They're family. Uh, yeah. They're family, but my God, they're funny. <laughs> There's always something going on with those two dogs. And then I got... you. I think you met my dog when I was here. John's sometimes in the studio. Oh, wow. Well, yeah, yeah, he was there... Um, he did a podcast with me. I did. I had John John really? come in and do a podcast oh. for when we were in pre-production yeah. over the summer. And he was just like laying at my feet the whole time. And there's, I think there's a picture of him that I took or my brother took. You'll have to look through. I'm not sure which one it is. You, oh, you okay? Yeah. Oh, he just hit his head right there. Um, <laughs> just a bit. Just, just a bit. A bit. <laughs> no, but I put headphones on John John. Like, yeah. And just. Had him kind of propped up at the table, and I took a picture of him somewhere. I don't know where that picture is right now, but I should find that again because that's the best recording buddy is my dog because so he doesn't bark. Yeah. So he just kind of like chills out and looks for love. Mm. So he'll go around the table if I have like a full, I have a full crew there, so mm-hmm. I'll have four people to five people. He'll just work his way around the table and find as much love as he can get. It's like the perfect situation for him. Yeah. So now you give me all these pictures. <laughs> I'm not sure where it is in there, but it, it could be one of those. I'll have to. Sh- maybe I'll show you it here. Um, but yeah, this is it. That's this is the it one? right here. Yeah. <laughs> it says in the caption, it goes, what's your occupation? It says red light district pimp. <laughs> and so I found out we were born exactly a year apart, almost down to the time. Like Jeez. almost down to the exact time. Mm-hmm. So that's why I always called him my Irish brother. Mm-hmm. But. Let me see if I can find his dog's Instagram. Please. We'll end his on that. dog's Instagram. Let's end on that. Let's see. <laughs> I'm sure he's got more followers than me. There it is. This <laughs> this dog takes some fire pictures. <laughs> like, like, look how we well go from killing posts. cats to I love dogs. dogs. <laughs> it's a beautiful oh, dog. It's a beautiful wait, wait, dog. Let me see. <laughs> that is oh. such a nice. I love that, it. Let me see. It's a cocker spaniel. Cock- yes. Oh, I, it just says woof as the caption. Yeah. <laughs> Look how many followers he has. Oh my God. It's got over a thousand likes. Yeah. How many followers? I think it's like 10,000. Like 10 That's point something. That's way a lot. 10.4K. Wow. Yeah. Bentley For the working dog? cocker. Give what? him a follow. Bentley the working Work, cocker. It literally says working cocker spaniel Northern Ireland. Ball is life with a tennis racket. <laughs> Oh my god. This, this dog is takes some fire pictures. Dude. Does, does Alistair run it? 
like I don't, Instagram I'm, page? I'm sure he does, but I don't know. Oh, <laughs> oh my are you? Goodness. No, he he can't possibly run this. Well, I don't know who does that. <laughs> he can't possibly. I bet you it's one of his friends. I bet it's either his friends or I think he's got a couple sisters too that probably yeah. do this. Yeah, he's got two. Alistair is not this creative to get 10,000 <laughs> likes. I love him to death. He's my brother. He's creative yeah. in different yeah. ways, but he is not a, a poster. He mm-hmm. does not like. He wasn't into Instagram or anything like that. He was very mellow. He was more of a live in the moment kind of guy, yeah. which was appreciated. You know, I could appreciate that. Yeah, send that to Hope. Hope will really give us an idea of how cute this dog is. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> there you go, oh folks. That's all you need. Look at his little face. I can't believe that. <laughs> I didn't know that. I know, right? Neither did I until one of his friends is like. That dog's got so many followers, and oh I was my like, "God, what?" <laughs> it's like you gotta give him a follow. I'm, I'm speechless, dude. That's insane. Wow! Shout out to Bentley. <laughs> I really want this dog. Well, well you can't go Alistair's around kidnapping dog. him. I can. You can give Don't him. It's a just follow. frowned upon. <laughs> I'm not gonna throw this well. Toss it. Toss it. What a toss! I told you. I told you I'm not gonna throw it well. Oh my god. My phone's probably broken now. <laughs> well, I think I'm that's, sorry. I think that's it then. I can't <laughs> I, pay for it. <laughs> no, I think that's it. Great. <laughs> Just great. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I think we'll end it there. Any closing remarks from you guys? Hope owes me a new phone. <laughs> I can't pay for your new phone. But um, I'm very happy about that dog. That dog makes me happy. That, that is amazing. Yeah. I have to do some more research on this dog. I I'm can't go believe he's gone this far without telling us. I know, right? There's always something. Oh. There's always something. There's always something going on. Yeah. I swear to God. I mean, No, oh. for real though. Thanks for having me on again. Yeah. yeah. It was a lot of fun. Well, one of these days, we'll get you on as uh, a true star where you get your own. And I wanted to talk to you about something on yourself. You're coming back on here pretty quick, I yeah. believe, Hope. Um, we're still kind of figuring out what we're going to talk about because mm-hmm. we had a couple of ideas and we're just seeing where to start. So I know this was kind of impromptu. I know that well, I was, was like, just like, yeah, you just come in and we'll see what happens. And exactly. I'm happy we did. It was just nice to spend the evening with you guys. I kind of learned something new. Yeah. <laughs> I laughed. I don't think I've laughed that hard. <laughs> oh, my God. My chest is still like vibrating from mm-hmm. how many times I've laughed on how many that, it's like Happy Death Day at your farm. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and now we have Bentley the dog, who we hope to be a sponsor of the show. Mm-hmm. Send us some love, Bentley. Hell yeah. And with that, if you want to get in contact with the show, as always, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at the Ben Griffin Podcast. Otherwise, feel free to email the show at bengriffinpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for reaching out. We appreciate everything you guys do, especially listening, because let's be honest, you can't see us. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it is true. But with that, Hope, Isaiah, thank you for joining me tonight. Yeah, I know you put up you. with some shit, but thank you. it's fun to have you guys. Mm-hmm. All right, everybody. Have a nice day. Thanks for listening. Peace.